Hallelujah. We serve a good God. Amen. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Hallelujah. God is a good God. The devil is a bad devil. Hallelujah. The word says the thief goes about stealing, killing, and destroying. But Jesus says, but I have come that you might have it life and that you may have it in abundance. Say abundance. That's God's, that's God's desire for your life. There's not one area of your life where God wants you to operate in deficit. He's a God of abundance. He's, he, he's, yes, he, he does miraculous things, but he is a God of abundance. Amen. He, he, abundant, abundant health, abundant wealth, abundant prosperity, abundant overflow. That's the kind of God we serve. He's a God that's more than enough. He's not a God of just enough. He's a God of more than enough. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I'm excited to bring the word to you this morning. Amen. The last Sunday of 2020. Wow. What a year. Hallelujah. God has been faithful all the way through it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I've been talking this month about the King of Glory. The King of Glory. And and, uh, into that chapter, in chapter 24 of Psalms, it says, Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of Glory shall come in. What I want to talk to you this morning about is... Holding to instructions. Holding to instructions or the instructions that we hold to. See, in that, in that scripture, there's, as I was meditating on this and what I wanted to, what I believe the Lord wants me to close out 2020 with. And as we go into, into 2021 is, is there's some instructions within that Psalms 24. It says, lift up your heads. Lift up your heads, and the King of glory shall come in. Where is your expectancy? And I'm not going to deal with expectancy a whole lot this morning. We'll get into that next week. But, but what, what I want you to see is, is what are you expecting? What are you... And, and in, this, in, that, in that verse, there are some instructions. Lift up your heads. There's, that's some instructions in that. You know, Dr. Savell, our apostle, our founding pastor, has given us some words... Words for us to, to stand on, words for us to focus on. And these aren't just man-made words, but these are words that we can back up with the word. Every word that comes from a prophet or uh, whatever way it may come, or from a pastor, whatever it is, the word has to back up. The word that's spoken by them must be backed up by the word of God. There's two things that, that we, can, we can know that something is from the spirit of God. One is, does it line up with the word of God? And number two, is there a witness? Meaning the Bible says that when your witness, when your heart, when your spirit bears witness with his spirit, that you are a son of God. Meaning there's something that you hear that's spoken that all of a sudden on the inside of here is like my spirit bears witness with that. 
It's not like, it doesn't bring confusing, confusion. It's not like, oh, it's, it, no, there's this settled thing on the inside of your heart that that's truth. And that's for me. So the words that come, have come from Dr. Savell in this prophetic word, these are, these are not just things that he's come up with that sound good, but we can see it throughout the scriptures. But also when it's spoken, it bears witness with my spirit, man. How about yours? And I'm going to go through a couple of these, these things. I, I'm not, not going to necessarily read all of them, but, but let's read. I'm going to read some of them. It says, a new era has begun and more and more signs and wonders will be seen in 2021. For those who will heed my voice and obey my words, they'll experience my goodness and my power is never seen nor heard. They'll see the fruit of their faithfulness come bursting forth and they'll prosper and flourish like never before. Abundance and overflow, that's what they'll see. I'll bring it to pass because of their love and their obedience to me. No longer will their enemy have the upper hand, for my spirit is moving, and outpouring my power is coming upon the land. Many triumphant victories will mark this new era. It's what I plan, so rest in me. Miracle after miracle, that's what I'll do. Decree it and receive it and know that it's true. Refuse to be swayed by what's said in the news with me on your side. How can you lose? So stay with my word, it's faithful and true. I'll bring it to pass and great things I will do. I want to skip down to another section. It says, tell my people they need to remain strong and stay close to me so they'll not be deceived by their enemy. It says, fear not, for, nor be fretful over whatever shall come. The battle is mine and I've already won. Contrary to what you'll see and what you shall hear, 2021 will be a great year. A year of abundance and overflow. That's my plan and it shall be so. On November 29th, Dr. Savell declared this. He said, don't fear the future because it's still bright and I'll see you through each and every fight. So stay in faith, watch what you say, speak only my word and I'll have my way. It's never my will for you to fail. It's always my will for you to prevail. So don't be moved by what you hear and see. This is how you enter into greater victories. Be bold and courageous and stay free from all fear. For 2021 is going to turn out to be a great year. I'll take you higher than you've ever been before. This is my promise, and my promises are sure. So stay in my word and rest in me, for this is your year to be totally free. Amen. And let me read this one, and this is in December 13th. It says, when sin abounds, my grace does much more, and my spirit will be poured out like never before. So don't be moved by what all that you see. I'm ready to take you into greater victory. It's not over, as some would say. I'm still in charge, and I'll have my way. Stay close to me and get in my presence as often as you can. Stay in faith and take your stand. I assure you, you're headed for better days. You can count on this, and I'll make a way. It's always the darkest before the breakthrough comes, but I've already planned for every battle to be won. Hold fast to my word and refuse to be moved. You will overcome and you will not lose. Now, I, I, I wanted to read those because all throughout those words that we've been given by Dr. Savell are instructions. They're instructions. You know, over the holidays, um, you know, I had an opportunity to follow instructions you know, I, I had the opportunity, you know, I, I was faced and I was front of the, in front of this box. And, 
And this box was, you know, like this wide and like, and like yay long. And I think it had 3,000 pieces in this box. And I was putting together, I was put, sorry, I was putting together a, a, a dresser. And, and uh, some other people were probably putting together some things over the holidays as well. And I, I pull everything in the box and it, it was kind of like, like Mary Poppins. She keeps pulling things out of that, out of that basket, you know, out of that little basket. And it's like these, these things keep coming out and I'm like, oh, wow. And then you pull out this thing and it's, you ever seen that when they pull out the wallet and all the things roll out? Well, that was kind of like that. And it was like 47 little pouches of screws. And, and then they had this manual. It was like the Cheesecake Factory menu, and, and it had this manual, and it's like step one, and step two, and step three, and step four, and you know, here, I, I, wanna, I just want to get to the end. I just want to get to the end result. I just want to get to the end result to where the, the drawers actually move in and out. I want actually it to be able to stand up. And, 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 but, but the thing is, is you've got to follow the instructions. Step one, step two, step three. You know, I was watching uh, Corey, our, our, our son, and he was helping our, our grandson put together some Legos. And, and, and I'd never seen Corey do Legos before. And, and I don't think he had ever done Legos before, but here he is so intent looking at this little, this little manual that you open up and it has all these little pieces everywhere. But you know what? Each piece is a, is a part of the whole. Each instruction gets you to the end result. And so often I believe that we look at the word, not necessarily as instructions, but we look at it as suggestion. We hear prophetic words as instructions, or, or do we look at it as instructions, or we do, do we look at it as suggestions? I wrote a statement down. It says, is the word of God a bunch of instructions, or is it or is a set of suggestions? Now, initially, we, we, would say, we would say, well, it's instructions, but I, I want to answer that question this morning. It's actually both. Instructions, what are instructions? Instructions are the act of teaching information and knowledge. What are suggestions? Suggestions are presenting ideas. So really, the Word of God are both those things. There's, there's, there's a difference between instructions and suggestions. The only difference between them is that one of the definitions is instructions are usually accompanied with an attitude of command. The difference depends, the difference between instructions and suggestions, the, different, the difference depends on the hearer. The difference whether I see something as an instruction or a suggestion depends on the hearer. Meaning, are you hearing this as an instruction or are you hearing it as a suggestion? So the word that we've been given is filled with a lot of instructions. There's instructions that say this, rest in me. There's, there's instructions that say, stay with my word, rest assured, stay in faith, keep looking. Remain strong, stay close, don't be moved, stay close, get into my presence, stay in faith, faith, hold fast to my word, refuse to be moved. Do you think the Holy Spirit is trying to get something across to us? 
Because see, these aren't just, see, suggestions are just good ideas. Instructions are made to follow to get an intended result. Father, we thank you for your word today. And we thank you how your word empowers us in life. And I thank you that as we get into this word today, Holy Spirit, I ask that you teach us. Because your heart is to take us to the, to the abundant overflow. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Go to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. You see, all that we face or may have faced throughout 2020, the things that you may face in 2021, just being a part of the world we live in, we have the opportunity to be shaken. We have the opportunity to give up. How many people can say, in your life, you've had the opportunity to throw in the towel, so to speak? All of us. All of us. You know, Jesus was about to leave his disciples and, and he takes these, he takes three chapters, actually four chapters, three of them are chapters of instruction. And one of them is a chapter of prayer. And he's getting the disciples ready for their purpose. He's getting them ready for a new era. He's getting them ready for the things that God would have for, have for them. And so Jesus is about to depart. And, and I believe that when someone that's a leader or someone that you've looked up to and followed, that I believe that their last words are their most important words. I don't believe Jesus was saying things flippantly and these are just suggestions, but I believe Jesus was trying to settle in on their hearts that these are the most important words that you need that will carry you to your purpose. And there's so many things that we could read in these three chapters, but I want to pull out three of them and then we'll go forward. But in verse one of chapter 14, he says this, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. See, this isn't, this isn't just a suggestion. This is instruction, Deborah. This is, this is something, a step that, that says, let not your heart be troubled. So that lets me know that Jesus is revealing to me through the, what he's saying to the disciples here. He's saying that you're going to have an opportunity for your heart to be troubled. He didn't, he didn't start off saying, you know what? After I leave, your heart will never be troubled. No, he says, let not your heart be troubled. Meaning, that's giving permission. So you have the ability to, to either let 2020 mark you and continue for your heart to be troubled, or you can, you can refuse to allow your heart to be de- deterred as you step into this new era. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. This, this is a, this is an attitude of command. If you believe in God, believe also in me. And this isn't something that's past tense. This is something that's always possessive. If you believe in God, believe also in me. When I use the word believe, it's always right now. Didn't say if you had believed in God. No, if you believe in God, well, believe also in me. 
See, that's going to be the key for your heart to not be troubled. That's the instruction to keep you, your heart from being overwhelmed and overtaken by all the things that may come against you. Go to John 15. And some of these things I've, I've covered. But in verse 4, it says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. See, these aren't, these aren't suggestions. These are instructions. If you abide in me, if you're connected to me, and if I'm connected to you. Verse 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that's connected to me, and I'm connected to him, the same brings forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. This isn't a suggestion, guys. This, This is, you can't do anything apart from me. You cannot do anything apart from me. That lets me know that my success will be limited apart from him. Abide in me. Be connected to me. And see, all these, these words I'm using, abide, these are words that have come through, through Dr. Savell by the Spirit of God, these instructions that we've been given. If any man abide not in me, he casts forth as a branch and withers. And men gather them and cast them into fire and they're burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. But the instructions are what? Abiding. Let's go to John chapter 16. John chapter 16, verse 33. He says, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. So he gets to the end of all these instructions in these three chapters. I mean, he talks about the Holy Spirit. He talks about how important the Holy Spirit is. He talks about him and the Father and the Father's in him. He, he talked about so many amazing things in these, in these three chapters. And he gets to the end of it before his final prayer. And he says, these things have I spoken. Or these instructions have I spoken unto you. That you might have peace. Meaning everything I've just shared with you is meant to do something. And it is meant to do what? Give you peace. Your heart, if you're, if you're in peace, that means your heart is settled. These things that I've spoken unto you that in me, that in me. That's another word that really talks about connection, Deborah. It means remaining in, abiding in. Resting in, in me you will have peace. And then it says, What? In the world you'll have tribulation. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Let me read the scripture this way. I'm going to invert the scripture. In the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So listen to my instructions and remain in me and you will have peace. I'm not doing any injustice in the scripture. 
It still says the same thing. In the world, you'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So listen, heed my instruction, and you will have peace. Another word can be for peace is abundant overflow. Peace is nothing missing, nothing lacking. Peace is being whole and complete. See, it's, it's these, it's th- the thing is, is are we heeding words as just suggestions? Are we heeding them as instructions? Go to Acts chapter 11. Acts chapter 11. See, if I view things as a suggestion, then I make it optional. Let me say that again. If I view things, if I view the word as a suggestion, ultimately I'll look at, look at it as optional. But if I look at it as instruction, then I view it as something vital to my life. It's Acts chapter 11. verse 19. It says, Meanwhile, those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose in connection with Stephen had traveled as far as way to far away as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch without delivering the message hallelujah, concerning the attainment through Christ of salvation in the kingdom of God to anyone except Jews. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who in returning to Antioch spoke to the Greeks to proclaim to them the good news about the Lord. And the presence of the Lord was with them with power, so that a great number learned to believe, adhere to, and trust, and rely on the Lord, and they turned and suffered themselves to him. The rumors of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. Now, now get a picture of this. Here, at that time, Jerusalem was really headquarters for church, so to speak. Jesus' half-brother, James, was the pastor of the church of Jerusalem. And at this time, here, here Stephen, was just, Stephen was just martyred. He was killed. You know, when Paul he gave, gave witness and said, said, go ahead, and he gave the order for Stephen to be stoned? And at this time, all of a sudden, there was an insurrection that took place. And all of a sudden, the, the massive megachurch at that time in Jerusalem, all of a sudden, because of the persecution, was scattered. They were scattered from far, far up as Iconium, which is Albania, all the way down to Syria and, and in different places. And, and all, this, all these things were happening and, and all this. while they So what happened is, is Jerusalem no longer became just the place of where the, the church was, but now it was something that had scattered. See, what the enemy meant for evil, all of a sudden now, now churches are starting to spring up all over the re- region. You see, at this time, they weren't even called Christians yet. They were just called people of the way. They, they, didn't even, they weren't even called Christians until a couple verses later, we see in this place, Antioch, that they were then called Christians. 
And so here, they're hearing about miracles. They're hearing the fact that these Gentile people in Antioch are experiencing the grace of God. They're experiencing forgiveness. They're recognizing that as Gentiles, they have been made righteous. They're seeing the power of God in operation and God doing amazing things. And this is being heard about in Jerusalem because now the people that saw the power of God on the day of Pentecost are saying, hey, the same thing that happened here is happening now in Antioch. We've got to send somebody there to go see what's happening. So they send Barnabas. What does Barnabas' name mean? It means son of encouragement or son of consolation. So here they send Barnabas to check out what's happening. Hallelujah. I believe that this will be a church where, where that we're stepping in a time where this will be a church where there's rumors about what's happening in Crowley. Just like rumors of what happened in Antioch. Don't, don't stomp on my face. So here, here they sent Barnabas, the son of encouragement. Now, what, is, what does an encourager do? He encourages. But let me, let me read a definition to what encouragement does. This is why Barnabas, his name here, it says, to give bravery. That quality of mind which enables men to encounter danger and difficulties with firmness or without fear or depression of spirit. Boldness and resolution. That's what an encourager does. Encourager just doesn't, isn't sent to make you feel good. But ultimately, encourage. Encourage. The root word is courage. In is to give. So here, what, what I'm also doing this morning is I want to give you, I want to breathe encouragement into you. Encourage. So, so here, the, Barnabas was sent to give them bravery, was sent to give them a quality of mind that would enable them to encounter danger and difficulties with firmness. And this is what Barnabas, this is who Barnabas was. This is what he was known for, speaking a word in season to those that are weary. What did he speak to them? Let's look at verse 23. When he, Barnabas, when he, Barnabas, arrived and saw what grace, favor, God was bestowing upon them, he was full of joy. Wow. When he saw the fact that the same thing that I experienced when this all started, I'm seeing it happen here. Full of joy. And it says, he continuously exhorted. Hallelujah. He, ex- he continuously exhorted. Continuously. Continuously. This means this wasn't one-time thing. He continuously exhorted, warned, urged, and encouraged them all to do what? To cleave unto and remain faithful to and devoted to the Lord with resolute, steady purpose of heart. See, this is what he continuously did, Joseph. He continuously exhorted 
encouraged. Warn them. Look at that. To cleave unto. Cleave unto is to be to become part of. It means to become one with. A man shall leave his mother and father and cleave unto. See, cleave is to become one with. And so what is Barnabas's encouragement that would give them bravery? What was his encouragement to give them the quality of mind to be able to stand firm in the midst of any adversity that was to cleave unto, remain faithful and devoted to the Lord with steady purpose of heart? See, these are instructions. These are instructions, and I'm seeing these instructions throughout the word that Dr. Savell has given to the body of Christ as we step into 2021, that 2021 will be a year of abundant overflow, but there are some instructions that we need to align ourselves with, and I believe it's these same things that, that the Barnabas encouraged the church of Antioch with to cleave and to remain faithful to and devoted to the Lord with steady purpose of heart. Barnabas was so excited about everything that was happening there. He left there and he went and found the Apostle Paul. And it said that he went and got the Apostle Paul and they came back and daily they taught and encouraged. Daily they taught and encouraged the people. And they stayed there for a year. And then it says, and that's where they were first called Christians. What was their message? What was the message? Cleveland to. Remain faithful to the Lord with steady purpose of heart. And throughout the prophetic word that Dr. Savell's given us, I, I keep hearing that. And it's, it's an encouragement that I have for you this morning as well. These instructions cleave to. Remain faithful to the Lord with steady purpose in the heart. You're going you're gonna to be tempted to let go. You're going to repent. You're going to be you're going to be tempted to give up. You're going to be tempted to maybe throw in the towel in your marriage, maybe in your job and your finances with your family. The enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But what we have to do is, are we going to align ourselves with instructions? Cleave unto, remain faithful to the Lord with steady purpose, of heart. I mean, it doesn't matter what comes my way. It doesn't matter what I might face tomorrow. The thing is, am I going to heed the instructions? Cleave unto, remain steady, remain devoted to, and steady purpose with steady purpose of heart. You know, we see this throughout the Apostle Paul's teaching as, teachings as well. He said, "Follow me as I follow Christ." Let's go to Acts twenty-seven. Acts twenty-seven. Look to your neighbor and say, I don't know about you, but I'm stepping into abundant overflow. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Acts 27, verse 23. For this very night, I'm reading the Amplified, for this very night there stood by my side an angel of God 
to whom I belong and whom I serve and worship. Now, this, for this very night, what very night? A night that they're shipwrecked. All hell has broke loose. This very night, there stood by my side an angel of the Lord. And I like, he says, to whom I belong, where do you belong? Who do you belong to? Who are you cleaving to? Who are you remaining to with steady purpose of heart? See, I, I see, I hear these instructions that, that came from our, our apostle. Stand strong and when one to stay strong and stay close or uh, he said, remain strong and get into my presence as often as you can. Here, here the apostle Paul, he's, see, faith is not, is, is not necessarily for when everything's going good. We need faith all the time, but. But faith is not something that we just conjure up because now we're going through something bad or something negative. No, faith is, is, is something that sustains us no matter if things are good or things are bad. Faith is a lifestyle. Faith is what I'm founded upon. So the Apostle Paul is saying, this very night there stood by me an angel of God to whom I serve and whom I belong and worship. See, I, I hear... Hear the same attitude of Barnabas here. Cleave to, remain faithful to the Lord with steady purpose of heart. I, I hear the words of Jesus. Abide in me and my word abides in you. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. Pay attention to the words that I've spoken because in me you, in, in, in me you will have peace. And I hear the Apostle Paul just talking about his relationship with God in the midst of trouble, in the midst of difficulties. And he said, there stood by me an angel. I want you to know no matter what you're facing, what you're going through, I want you to know that God is a very present help in time of need. I want you to know no matter what you're going through, what you may face tomorrow, I want you to know that God is with you. He will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is a healer, a provider, a restorer. He is. He sits on his throne today, and he makes all things new. He sits in heaven right now, interceding on our behalf for you. So you have to understand, don't look at your, your case as something special. Don't look at what you've gone through as something no one has ever faced. I want you to know that God is with you. He's with you when you're in tears. He's with you when you're broken. He's with you when someone in your family passes away. He's with you. So the same thing that Apostle Paul says, he didn't say, okay, this only works when, when, when it's going good. No, there stood by me this night. The angel of who I belong and who I serve. And see, David was a man after God's own heart. And here, David loses a, a seven-day-old child. And his, his servants are perplexed because they don't know why all this is happening and, and all these things are happening. That's our biggest question. We try to figure out why did this happen or why did that happen instead of just resting in him. Where'd this come from? How did I open the door? Where this? I pleaded the blood. I did all these things. And how could that happen to me? I'm telling you, that's the enemy deceiving you. 
If that was the case, we wouldn't need Jesus in the first place. We'd been our own healer. We've been our own savior. David is crying out to God and, and, and he's praying to God, fasting, and his, he sees his servants crying and seeing this, said and whispering to each other in there because, because his son had just died. And, and so David just brushes himself off. He goes, takes a shower, gets cleaned up, and he goes into the house of God and he worships. He worships. Servants come to him and says, Master, he goes, while, while your son was sick, he goes, he goes, you did all these things. And, and he said, he goes, you know what? He said, my son, he said, I, I can't, re- he can't return to me, but I'll return to him. Meaning I can't do anything about the things I can't change. But you know what? I'm going to worship. I'm going to worship. I'm going to worship. See, this is staying close to. This is remaining faithful to. This is, this is staying steadfast with. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what might come. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. He says this. He says, verse 24, he says, And he said, Do not be frightened, Paul. This is what the angel says. And do not be frightened. See, I know this might be a, a cliche of a statement, in it, but it's, it's still true. It's true. When trouble comes, don't run from God. Run to him. You see, when trouble came, Paul recognized who was with him. And see, it, it's when you do that and you make that acknowledgement that the king of glory comes in. And it's then and, that, and then only that God can then speak to you in the midst of, of your trouble. What does he say? And he said, don't be frightened, Paul. It's necessary for you to stand before Caesar and behold, God has given you all those who are sailing with you. So keep up your courage, men. Keep up your courage, men. Keep up your courage, Herod of faith. Keep up the no quit attitude, Herod of faith. Keep up the courage, men. For I have faith, complete confidence in God, that it will be exactly as he told me. What has God told you? See, that's what we put our faith in, what God has told us. What has he told us? That if we stay close to, this would be a year of abundant overflow. It will be as exactly as he told me. Look to your neighbor and say, it will be exactly as he has spoken. See, this is how we war a good warfare. This is how Paul could say, I, I finished my course and I kept the faith. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Go to, go to Second Timothy. Don't think I'm going to get done. Hallelujah. Second Timothy. Hallelujah. Second Timothy chapter one. Verse 12. 
In the Amplified it says, And this is why I'm suffering as I do. Still I'm not ashamed, for I know, I perceive and have knowledge of and am acquainted with him. I'm acquainted with him whom I have believed. Well, the King James says, For for the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless I'm not ashamed, for I know in whom I have believed. I love how he never says, I know what I believe. He says, I know in whom I have believed. See, faith is all pers- is about a person. I know whom I believe, adhere to and trust and relied on, and I'm positively persuaded that he is able to guard and keep that which I've entrusted, to, to, that he's been tr- entrusted to me and which I've committed to him until that day. I'm persuaded that he is able to guard and keep that which has been trusted to me in which I've committed to him until that day. Verse 13, hold fast. That was one of the instructions that Dr. Savell's given us. Hold fast and follow the pattern of wholesome and sound teaching which you have heard from me in all the faith and love which are, which are for us in Christ Jesus. Verse 14, guard and keep with the greatest care. You hear these words? He says, that, you know, I know in whom I believed and, and those things that were entrusted to me. He goes, he says, hold fast and follow instructions. What does he say? Guard and keep with greatest care the precious and excellent adapted truth. Guard and keep. Guard and keep the truth. Hold to the truth. Keep and guard the, 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 the truth, the precious truth. See, this is, this is instruction. The, the, see, the word of God is instruction to us. Guard, it's not just suggestions, but it's holding to the instructions. Holding to instructions. I believe as we hold to the instructions, we will see abundant overflow. I'm going to read this in the Passion Translation. Verse 12 says, The confidence of my calling enables me to overcome every difficulty without shame. For I have an intimate revelation of this God. And my faith in him convinces me that he is more than able to keep all that I place in his hands safe and secure until the fullness of his appearing. Hallelujah. Until his appearing. Allow the healing words you've heard from me to live in you and make them a model for life as your faith and love for the anointed one grows even more. Let me read that again. Allow the healing words you've heard from me to live in you and make them a model for life as your faith and love for the anointed one grows even more. Now listen to this. Guard well this incomparable treasure by the spirit of holiness living within you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Let me close with this. Let's go to Psalms. I have some other scriptures, but I think I just need to close with this. Go to Psalms chapter 19. Psalms 19. You can go ahead and mark, make a mark if you're taking notes. You can just mark down 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10 through 17. 
Psalms chapter 19. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Freddie, can you bring me that Bible, please? Thank you. In the Amplified of Psalms 19, it says this. The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the whole person. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure and bright, enlightening the eyes. Now, as I read these different, there's different words here like law of the Lord, testimony, precepts, commandment of. Now, I want to replace those words with instructions. Let's, let's, let me read it like this. The instructions of the Lord are perfect. They restore the whole person. Mm. Mm. Wow. His word can restore you. The instructions of the Lord is perfect, restoring the whole person. The instructions of the Lord are sure. They make wise the simple. The instructions of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. So think about it. What do the instructions do? They make a person whole. They make someone that's simple, wise. What do, they, what, what, what do the instructions do? They cause the heart to rejoice. The instructions of the Lord are pure and bright. And what do they, they enlighten the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The instructions of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. These instructions, they're more to be desired than gold, even than fine gold. These instructions, they're sweeter also than honey and the drippings from the honeycomb. Moreover, by instructions is your servant warned, Reminded, illuminated, and instructed, and in keeping it them, there is great reward. Wow. Now think about that. Here, moreover, <clears throat> by these instructions, your servant is warned, reminded, illuminated, and instructed. And when I keep the instructions, when I line my life with the instructions, there is great reward. I believe as we line ourselves with this word, we align ourselves with the prophetic word, I believe we will see great reward. What does reward sound? Reward sounds like abundant overflow. Now let me close with reading this in the Passion Translation. Psalms 19 verse 7 says, God's word is perfect in every way. How it revives our souls. His laws lead us to truth. And his ways change the simple into wise. His teachings make us joyful and radiate his light. His precepts are so pure. His commands, how they challenge us to keep close to his heart. The revelation light of his word makes my spirit shine radiant. Every one of the Lord's commands are right. Following them brings cheer. Nothing he says ever needs to be changed. The rarest treasure of life are found in his truth. 
That's why I prize God's word like other prizes prize the fine gold. Nothing brings the soul such sweetness as seeking his living words. For they warn us, his servants, and keep us from following the wicked way, giving a lifetime guarantee, great success to every obedient soul. So this word are not just this word is not just suggestions but it's instructions. And as we align ourselves with these instructions, they bring great reward. I don't know how about you, but I like the sound of that great reward. Oh, Father, we thank you for your word today. And I thank you as we align ourselves with your word, as we align ourselves with the prophetic word about a year of abundant overflow, I thank you that we will see it we will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I thank you, Lord, that we align ourselves. I thank you, Father, that I exhort them today. I exhort them today, Father, that they would stay close to, cleave unto you with steady purpose of heart. Thank you, Father, that we will not move to the left hand or the right, but we will look on with fixed purpose. I thank you, Lord, for abundant overflow manifesting in the people of Heritage of Faith. Those watching by way of internet, I thank you for abundant overflow. I thank you, Lord, that their greatest victories are not behind them, but their greatest victories are before them. Hallelujah. We thank you for it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. I thank you for the victory that is found in your presence. I thank you, Lord, that we're stepping in to the greatest days of our lives. I thank you, Lord, for your outpour, great awakenings, and I thank you for great outpourings that are manifesting in our lives, our community, and our church. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Give, give him a shout of praise if you receive that word today. Rick, you can come on up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.